G'day everyone, it's Tom here from the Internal Comms team, bringing you another episode of the Robcast. We're up to episode 12 now, so welcome back as <gasps> always. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad it's not 13. It's not 13, but well, since we've got our guest here, Robert, um, very grateful to be joined by Claire Peters, our Managing Director for Woolworths Supermarket. So welcome back, Thank Claire. you, Tom. I was worried I'm a bit superstitious on 13, so I'm glad it's the 12th. Absolutely. And you're actually on our second episode, and you're our first recurring guest, so it's great to have you here. And Robert, how are you today? I'm good, Tom. Yeah, it's great to have Claire here and join us. I think it's, it's, um, I'm sure there's a great number of questions coming through, but Claire's got me worried now. I'm trying to think who is number 13, and uh, maybe you can tell me afterwards. I can tell you afterwards because I know who it is, but I won't ruin the secret for everyone. But uh, let's get stuck into the questions. The first one is an interesting one from Adam from Victoria. And Adam says, hi, Rob and Claire. I want to ask you from a careers perspective what your personal paths have been and what your journey has been to where you are now. I'm really interested to know in your professional experience paths. I'll let Claire go first. Oh, I knew you were going to do that. Uh, well, thanks, Adam. And I'm conscious we haven't got all day, so I will um, keep it to uh, keep it to the highlights. Um, so I obviously grew up in in Wales, um, uh, which is obviously part of, part of the UK, and probably like many of us, actually, um, as I was kind of wanting to earn a bit more money through school and then uni, um, took on a role in um, one of the UK supermarkets called Sainsbury's. Um, started on the checkout, which is why I'm often very proud proud to uh, have a headline attached to me saying I'm a checkout chick um, and I'm absolutely very proud to say that I've worked for many years uh, on the checkout um, and then as, as many students and our casual teams do worked you know through a number of kind of different roles and was probably given the kind of late shifts early shifts Sunday shifts any shift that anyone didn't want but actually I needed the money so um, I found that actually quite rewarding to actually really kind of understand how supermarkets worked and at the time I was then doing a degree in psychology and economics um, and didn't really know what I wanted to do but probably from my experience of working in retail decided actually why would I not have a go at running my own store um, and back in those days in the UK you kind of had your little license your name above the store and I thought gosh I'm sure my mum and dad will be proud of having my name above the store so that was my ambition uh, which is what then took me on to um, a graduate scheme um, lots of different schemes actually um, I joined Tesco's um, straight after university I uh, didn't have the luxury back then of kind of going traveling um, you know my parents were very uh, open and said right if you've gone to uni you now need to go and get a job um, which is what I did um, and was fortunate enough to then spend nearly 20 years in retail and in the UK um, started in stores spent probably a good 15 or so years in stores um, did deliver my ambition of running um, the store um, and was one of my favourite roles actually as the store manager. I was quite gutted actually when I then got moved to run um, different stores and actually I was actually on the call with someone today who's now a group manager and she used to be a store manager and it was quite interesting some of her shares she was uh, telling me and I thought gosh yes I've been into those shoes so did that for a number of years. Um, great thing for me about retail is there's so many different areas you can work in. And it's something which I'm very... Uh, really keen here in Australia to kind of remind everyone and to really help career map teams so they can really understand what different roles that can be done because I would have worked in stores, supply chain, replay and buy-in um, and then I was at, you know I was fortunate enough to run the UK stores for a number of years. I then jumped countries to Thailand so after I just about thought I knew what I was doing I threw myself into a completely different culture and different language um, which was an amazing experience but um, again 
had to almost kind of relearn um, a lot, uh, particularly clearly um, when you're working in different culture, different different religion, different teams. Um, so I found that a great learning experience again, regardless that I was one of the senior people in the business. It was a fantastic grounding role for me and was then fortunate enough to then um, be asked to see if I would want to be interviewed for the role that I'm doing now. And I'm sure like many people, um, I very much felt I was probably the kind of um, probably the small sheep and you know the outsider but I thought you know what I'm going to give it a go and let's see how we do just be myself um, and then you know it'd be up to the Woolworths business whether they thought I would be um, a good fit for the culture um, and you know I'd almost say the rest is history so you know my professional advice I think was the probably the key part of the question is I really believe you can do whatever you want to be you know I didn't necessarily have a privilege upbringing my parents would have been or my mum less so my dad probably but my mum would have been proud if I'd kind of swept the streets um but actually I just found something that I really enjoyed um so having passion of what we did for me was a key kind of success of what I did and then doing it um you know what what suits you naturally which won't be the same for everybody um but don't let anyone get in your way is what I'd say either in in a way of thinking that you're not good enough to do it and I I say that very much as as a female um that actually it's too easy to talk yourself out of things sometimes of thinking oh there'll be better people um than me whereas I would tell everyone actually but particularly females you go and get it I love that fantastic insight and thank you for sharing and Robert what about you um there's a lot of similarities actually when I hear Claire talk about it I, I joined we worked for competitors we though, did work for competitors we? yes um <laughs> I joined a company called Safeway which many Australians would know particularly was in Victoria um, in 1978, so I'm going to show my age here. So I was a, um, a casual. I started as a casual, what probably not dissimilar to what Claire said, wanted as many shifts as I could because I wanted to earn as much money as I could. I hear that from my casual teams today. Um, went to university to do accountancy and business law. Got bored really quickly with yeah. it um, and decided I, just, I had the retail bug, left and became a management trainee. Uh, worked for Safeway through to store manager and other roles. And, but one of the things I think Claire said as well is that it's taken the opportunities when they arise. I, I looked in Scotland at the time when I worked and figured I wouldn't get promoted because there were long-serving people. There was low turnover, and I said, well, I'll go to London. And I was 19 when I moved to London. And I think, you know, then you just take opportunities. And I, th- I think for different reasons, you take opportunities you're not necessarily ready for, but you're brave enough to give them a go. And I'd say that's one of the things I'd ask everyone to do. Um, work for Sainsbury's, Claire worked for, for uh, after that numerous roles and then one day he said I need to do something else and we moved to New Zealand my wife and I because my wife worked in retail and uh, moved to New Zealand uh, 14 years ago um, and like everything else it's just seen something in front of you and said I fancy giving it a go various roles in New Zealand then WA came up as um, state manager moved there and I think then it's just been you know Opportunities have arisen, opportunity have risen, and credit to Claire, opportunity have risen while Claire's been here for me and, and they moved into them. I think, the, but that's the one thing I'd say is that often we sit back and, and have some of these wait for those opportunities. You've got to find them and you've got to seek them and you've got to be the, the pest that says, right, you know, what can I do? What's the opportunities? Where are they? And not everyone can move around the country because they've got, they've got family concerns and everything else. But what I would say is, you know, look broadly and look, look wide and see what's available and, and, and actually just ask people 
what could you do? Um, I was a, probably a pain to people I work with, keep asking the question, what more could I do, what more could I do? And, uh, and get regular feedback. I think getting regular feedback about what you're doing well and what you could do better or work on is really important. But best career um, I could have chosen, and I've been doing it for 40 years, so I would say that. Can I just add one point to Rob's because I think it's very, very relevant for both of us is because occasionally people may look at us and think, oh, well, that's okay for you guys because, you know, you always get promoted. Um, Some of my most enriching roles was where I actually took Mm. a sideways move, worked with different teams. Um, You know, I went from kind of, you know, pretty senior role in retail ops into almost buying salt and pepper and sauces, which Peter Max still find hilarious when (laughs) I tell him from a buying point of view. Um, But it didn't really matter what level it was was because actually I was just learning a completely different skill. Um, So I think that's something which is, you know, in this day and age with so many kind of opportunities... Mm. Um, across the kind of group actually um, you know the days of actually you only move to get a promotion to be honest they're, they're, they've long gone as well yeah and I think I think that just goes on I'd, I'd find enjoyment in what you do because if you're always looking over the fence and saying what if I said find enjoyment I can't think of a role of high where I haven't had enjoyment in it and got satisfaction from it and much as you know I've talked about uh, finding, um, finding opportunities I would say find enjoyment in what you do Great. All right. I think that might be my favourite question so far on the podcast. So um, thank you Long both. Long stand. We'll try, we'll try and do that. best on the next ones as well. Yeah. Well, it is a bit of a change of gears, but um, the next question comes from Cheryl in Queensland. And Cheryl would like to know, um, if we do have a medical condition now, are we allowed to come back into work? And what about all the people who are off during COVID? Are they coming back now? Yeah, great question. Yeah, I think it's a great, uh, it's a great question, quite timely. Um, there's clear protocols in place, Tom, for team return to work. We've gone back, we've gone out and said that from July the 1st, um, we'd, we'd like those teams to return to work. Um, clearly, there's a process people go through, and they have to be uh, go to the doctor, and, and the doctor has to certify that they are fit to return. For some people, they probably will be fit to return. Others may not be, and we'll deal with each of those cases individually. So it's not a blanket um, answer, I'm afraid. It is actually individual by individual, um, and th- we've committed to doing that. And clearly, the uh, situation changes, as we've seen this week in Victoria, so we're very cognizant of the fact that we need to do the right thing for our team but we are planning that return that July 1st return and that's the point where um, the payments that were classed as, um, as the natural, natural disaster payments will end what we then have to do is work with our team and say if you can't return to work we'll look, work through um, what are the options for that, those team members um, in that situation but it will be case by case Getting that doctor's appointment in yeah. is probably the critical ask, isn't it, really? Absolutely. Because um, we, we'll take the medical advice rather than... Uh, and I think that's great for the team because if the doctor says that they're at risk, then mm. we, 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 we'll do the right thing. Great. All right, thank you. Uh, the next com- one comes from Greg uh, from Seaford in Victoria. And Greg says, thank you for all your support in regards to personal and mental health. And, of course, the Unmind app is amazing. Can we do more to launch Unmind out there to the team, especially to our new employees? I sometimes feel like that they miss it or they don't see it in stores. Yeah, no, I think it's a great question. And Rob, Rob's look at me because, um, you know, I, I myself have got a 19-year-old son who, you know, works in um, one of our banners, not not in supermarkets. I think he would have killed me if he if he'd stayed in supermarkets. Um, and he's always a good test because he would be a classic person who could do with probably a little bit of help in this space trying to do online learning at home with uni and 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 um actually lives in melbourne parents live in sydney so 
you know, I'm constantly checking in with him um, more than what I would have done. And actually, you know, to be honest, I'm using some of that in Mind App. And when I talk to him around it, you know, he doesn't know what I'm talking about. So I think the point around we've sent banners, we've sent posters. Do we need to do more? What can we do more? Particularly, as you said, with some of our younger team who may just, you know, be in for one shift every other week. Um, so I think we should take take that away again. I don't think we can ever not talk about this topic enough so apologies if anyone kind of goes oh my gosh you know they're on again 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 it's probably the one topic that keeps me awake most at night um and i think if we can all play a part in how we can help each other you know i've downloaded it for teams in stores myself um you know if we've all got it on our phones we can all help with that as well so you know thanks for bringing the question up let's take it away to see if there's more we can do targeting different age groups and different shifts as well um great great build leave it with us yeah i think again if any of the team that listen to this podcast and have got any ideas what we could do please share ideas because yeah. often the best ideas come from our store team so yeah uh, i'd love to hear them absolutely um and our final question just for today is um is for claire and robert and it says it's fair to say it's been a big year at woolies what are your highlights and what are your learnings from f20 Whew. Gosh, we've just done a thank you to to all our teams, actually. So um, highlights for me would be the fact that our Voicer customer, our Voicer supplier and our Voicer team are actually exiting June at record highs which on its own, you'd kind of go, yeah, that sounds impressive. I think when you add in the volatility, the unprecedented events we had, the horrific natural disasters that we had, you'd almost not believe that. Um, And two transformation changes, you know, whether that be an FME or within the management structure change. So I don't think anything else could have been thrown at us um, as a team. And I think the team did just an outstanding job it's almost hard to put into words um was the point what sorry was the second point what was my reflection yeah highlights learnings yeah the the learn the learnings for me actually is um how do we ensure we now settle the business in f21 because i think we can all live on adrenaline for a certain amount of time you know the resilience that i've seen in australia whether that's through bushfires or or you know you know in more recent times with now covid19 is just outstanding i'm really sorry that's my phone going off <laughs> which well let it just go, if, let I it go. Can, if i can still talk yeah, keep going. um it will now ring for about 20 times um But I think that would be my reflection that we have to now kind of settle the business down, which is why I think the question um, around well-being is is so critical to do, because um, that's probably, uh, as I said, probably what's on my mind, um, that actually we have to do more in that space on the back of the year that we've had. Yeah, of course. And Robert? Um, I think I'd say, Tom, the sense of teamwork and camaraderie has come through, and I think everything we've dealt with this year is outstanding and what it makes you realise is how much we can do together and I'm often um, uh, Claire and I were talking about things like Covid and and other issues we've had to deal with and it's amazing how quickly we can turn things around and make decisions at pace and they're not always I think Claire when I were discussing they're not always 10 out of 10 decisions but they're they're good decisions and they're solid decisions that uh, we've made for the the betterment of the business and um, I think the other thing they're really uh, 
been great to see this year and, and uh, is the amount of great feedback we've had from our team about how to improve the business and for me that's you know why we're doing this today to share and just keeping that going because I genuinely mean that the best ideas come from our shop floor when I think of the um, uh, Stephen and the counter from uh, yeah. from Victoria in the time of crisis someone got a great idea probably took four weeks development time out from the IT team and you know for me that's the things I'll take away from this year and, and I'd the other things I'd like to see more of in, in the coming years is what, what is it we need to fix? And it's easy to say what's wrong, but what I'd really like to see is our team sharing with us how they think we can be better, how we can improve. And we won't always get it right, but we set, I think we set off every day with the intent of getting it right. But that doesn't mean to say we won't have the odd stumble along the way. And I think Claire's point about consistency next year and just having that in bed and, and what we're trying to do is, is really critical. There was a question, I'm sure, around are we getting some more devices? Yeah, there's eight, I know we are. 8,000 TC52s land in July. They'll be redistributed to stores. We prioritise some for online, understandably. Yeah. Um, and the MC40s, which is everyone's pet hate, will be uh, taken out of service. Um, that was the specific, I think, yeah, I read. Uh, yeah, the MC40s are well past there. And interestingly, they've got life. We're going to please, we need to send them back because there are other businesses outside Woolworths who want to use them, but they, they, can't, they can't deal with what we need them to do anymore. But they'll be rolled out. Ross Spencer's got the rollout plan. If you've got questions about your specific store, please email Ross Spencer. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Brilliant. All right, well, that wraps up week 12. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. A big thanks to Claire and Robert for being here. Speak to you soon. Thanks, Tom. Thank you.